What's going on, everybody? How you doing? We had a name for this podcast to start, but the username was taken, so we ended up naming the pod Username Taken. Welcome in. We're so happy to have you. We're in the HyperX Arena in Las Vegas, the only spot where creators can create and gamers can game on the biggest stage in the world. And I got Merc Anthony in the building with me today. So excited to get to talk to you about this big lineup that we have. Got some important talking points. We got a lot of exciting things coming up in the Valley. But first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name is Merc Anthony. I'm the orange guy, also known as the, the human traffic cone, the living Lorax, the human Cheeto. I got a lot of names, but regardless, you're not going to be able to miss me with how orange I am and how colorful I usually am. Um, and loud. <laughs> I do be loud. <laughs> I do a lot of things. I've been doing a lot of things, but mostly I've been making content for 12 straight years since I was 10 years old. And that is... A lot to unpack. <laughs> so let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself and tell everybody what uh, is, is, is the Merc Anthony experience. Well, it is hard to miss the orange guy, <laughs> which was intentional when I picked orange. I mean, you literally can't miss me or forget me. But orange is the middle ground between the happiness of yellow and the energy of red. And I feel mm. like that perfectly coincides with my personality because... I don't know, I've just always really had like an optimistic outlook on life and I just really like to explore and experience all that there is to experience in life. Where, where, where did life start for you? Like, where are you from? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the lore of the Lorax? What's oh, the... <laughs> dude, let's go into the lore. New Jersey. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Not the most exciting place where, to be where from. Where in New Jersey? Like upstate, like in, in the middle of New Jersey? Like where, where in New Jersey? I'm from North Jersey. Okay. So Wayne okay, was okay. where I mainly grew up. Um, I went Shout to DePaul Wayne. Catholic High School, if you guys know that high school. But, you know, living in New Jersey was a lot of fun. We had the Jersey Shore, we had New York, and G Fuel wasn't that far away. It was all the way in Long Island, oh, facts, so facts. an hour and a half drive, go to Long Island, boom, G Fuel, my favorite company, right I, there. I think I seen an interview where someone was chatting with you about kind of how the dream all came to be, and it had something to do with the fact that that G Fuel office was so close to kind of your area. What 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 brought you over there, and how did you even Dude. fall in love, like, with G Fuel, as, was it just like a big sponsor in all of the, the content you were watching and like in like the, the scene that you wanted to be in? Or dude, when I when I first saw like the Phase guys, because I really mm. got a lot yeah, yeah. of inspiration from the original New York Phase House, which was right. the first ever content house to ever exist, Facts. and that was sponsored by G Fuel. That was like that was paid for by G Fuel. Right, right. They had a G Fuel car, yeah. and I was like, no way, my <laughs> my like idols have like their own energy drink because then they, they ended up coming out with Phaseberry, which was the first time they collaborated yes. with anybody to create a flavor. And then after that, my favorite, Phase Rain, the guy, he ended up getting his own flavor, Tropical Rain. And at that point, as a kid, and not so much super as a kid because I was like 15 at that point, right, right. I'm like, yo, I never thought I'd get, like, I could get my face on an energy drink? That's such a cool idea. Or have yes. like an energy drink named after me? Yes. Like that's such a cool idea. And... At that point, I hadn't tried the product yet, so I didn't even really know if I like loved it. But once I went to New York Comic Con 2015, I saw the G Fuel booth and I like, freaked out. Okay. I, they had like all the little sample things, and I tried all the flavors. And at that oh, point, bro was juiced. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Bro was crazy. They didn't have that many flavors at that point. I think at that point they were probably only at like eight. And now we have over a hundred flavors, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but like, dude, I immediately fell in love with the taste because a lot of energy drinks are like battery acid tasting. So no, I feel that. going into it and having all these amazing flavors that were mm. like sweet or sour or whatever, but it wasn't like that like common taste that you get from other energy drinks. And also it's like the healthier alternative. There were a lot of reasons why I was drawn to this product. And also the fact that they very much valued creators and saw a culture. reason right, right, right. Yeah, to be a part of this culture that I've always loved. That's dope, man. I, I, I loved getting to see 
how that journey had worked. I mean, it started off as I know you made like kind of a personal goal to yourself. Like I'm going to make myself on this can to start. I'm going to get my collaboration with G Fuel. Dude, that's happened. It, it was a task. But tell me a little bit about how you actually made that happen, because you had no ties with G Fuel. You had no nobody well, pulling for you. And you know what I'm saying? Like here, you did this by yourself for yourself. Let how, me, did, how did it happen? Let me explain this, dude. So like <laughs> imagine. I'm this, you know, little kid with a little channel and, you know, I'm streaming on Twitch and I'm doing all this stuff. I have only like 20 viewers or whatever. And I'm right. like, there's no chance this company is going to partner me unless if I show them that like I'm different and I love this product and I'm right. going to keep going until like they notice me. Right. And so I would literally start doing professional photo shoots with the product. I would start doing professional photo shoots with the merch. Mm -hmm. I would try to do Merch's reviews. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, merchandise. merchandise. <laughs> so I was literally trying to like do the review videos and show up to the events. And right. whenever I would go to an event, I would spend the entire time at the event, like at the GPO booth, like Facts. talking to the staff, getting to know them. No, I seen you, bro. I yeah. seen you. <laughs> I, I could vouch for you on that. For I real. just manifested it as hard as I possibly could. And eventually they came into my stream and they said, hey, you don't have as many viewers as we really look for in partners, but you love our product, obviously. Yeah. And we want to work with people who actually love our product instead of just paying people to pretend. Because it's real obvious when people are pretending. Yeah, your, your UGC for them is, like, unparalleled. You've made some of the most unique, creative G Fuel videos, like, in incorporating that just, like, into everything that you do. Yeah. Making it a real lifestyle thing for you. And, yeah, any, any business would be missing a huge value in just giving you that little bit of a foot in the door. So you got the foot in the door. They, they, they came the in the, the Twitch door. chat. They were like, said, we're going to make you an affiliate. Okay, affiliate. Boom. You get, get a code. code. Yep. Yeah, you get a code, <laughs> and you get some social support. We'll send you some product early, and that's helpful, bro. You get the product early. You could be the first no, one with facts. the reviews. Bro. So then I'm grinding that out, and literally in the first few months, like mm. I absolutely killed it in sales, like way more than they ever anticipated. Mm. So they were like, oh, my God. We need to sign you for a year. And that's when we really started to work together. And, okay. and so then we worked together contractually for four years before I even started the series to try to get a flavor. And, and people will say that that happened for you overnight. Yeah, yeah. People, like, people think that. You're so like, lucky, man. You just, you just have, no. All you have to do is make those little of, videos <laughs> and get your own flavor, bro. Like, mm -hmm. no. Like, I had been working mm -hmm. on trying to get noticed by this company and, and working closer and closer for years and years and years. And then a lot of people also think that the company told me to do this series. But in reality, I was scared it, originally. You thought they would get some pushback? I thought they were going to be upset with me. Mm. Um, my, my manager was like, yo, this is a great idea. We need to do this. And I was like, are you sure we shouldn't ask them first? Like, they <laughs> literally, like, have me on contract. Like, uh, I don't think we can just do this without. He's like, that would kill all the fun in it. Just run it. Yeah, yeah oh. sometimes better to ask okay. for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> yeah, that's man. what he said. I feel that. I feel that. So then we started the series. Boom. Drinking G Fuel every day until I get my own flavor. And it was the most low effort content, too, mm. which was also kind of like slapping them in the face. Like, because I was just like, Today, I'm going to be drinking G Fuel, and I'm going to keep doing it every day until I get my own flavor. But that flavor. was, like, in on TikTok for yeah, a minute. Yeah. Like, just being like, I'm going to do a push-up every day until <laughs> Nike gives me a, a pair of sneakers, and people would get it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think that – I think that it had an honest start. I don't think yeah. that you were – it was low effort. I think the time on TikTok and, like, the trends was just low effort, but you kept it And it topical. continued to grow. You kept, kept it growing. Like, the production value would yeah. go so crazy. I remember – uh, a notable one for me was like your Grimace Shake one. Like, I was just like, hey, yo, bro, it's on his Corsese out here going crazy. Dude, oh, it was crazy to see the whole thing develop and change. From And, and you, can, you guys, if you want to watch it develop and change, I have put together all 365 videos mm. from the first series 
and all 580 videos from the second series, and I have created a two-hour movie what? and a three-hour movie. You can watch almost three years of my life back in order, like 30 seconds to a minute from each day, because I never, like, batched them and did a bunch of days. Right. I literally would record them, mm -hmm. edit them, upload them all on the same day. I know. It was too... Every day. It was too pertinent and too, you know... Uh, current for you to have not because I'm like I'm saying like every it's not time a challenge something if was, I don't every sound that was hot was incorporated every every theme that was hot was incorporated in all with that Mark Anthony vibe so man it was Dude. it was a uh, like really just very inspirational from the outside looking in I got to see you finally get to that point and I was proud of you so I couldn't even imagine how those people that really invested in you from the beginning felt to really get to see this can come to light the shaker come to light you've got flown out to G Fuel. You got, you got to talk about it. You got to yeah. talk about it. So on. basically, yeah. I'm doing this series, and I have no guarantee that they yeah. will ever give me this flavor. Right. And when I started the series, I thought it would take me about three years because okay. I'm, like, one of the smallest creators under G Fuel. Like, there's no chance they're just going to give me a flavor. Like, that's right. not monetarily feasible. Right. Right? right, right. I was like, there's no chance I'm going to get a flavor until I at least hit, like, a mil on TikTok or something. Facts. Or, like, I don't know, right? And I'm just doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and all of a sudden, I get a call, and they're just like... How would you like to come by the office? Or, or no, how would you like to be flown out to Times Square? We want to interview you. Uh -huh. And I literally thought it was an interview. Yeah. I swear on everything. I thought I, there was no way I was going to get a flavor. <laughs> and I fly out there. I'm at Times Square, and I'm getting interviewed, and the wall falls down behind me, and there's my flavor on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. All that. You deserved all that. It was crazy. Was After 365 days straight. Yeah, that was straight, the one year, right? Uh, yeah, of outdoing myself each and every day, of making a better video, of putting a little bit more effort and, and learning more and more and just getting better with content. Because if you force yourself to do something every day and practice, you are essentially going to get better at it through doing it. Passing everybody on the couch. <laughs> and then if you're actually like... A record deal is not your, coming to your living room. Right. It's you, not. You, you got to make sure you're like, like you said, being actively growing on it. And like you said, anything can happen. This is, this is that experience, but... Okay, you did it for a year. You got the flavor. That's what we got to see here. Showcased so beautifully in the middle. Product placement, 10 out of 10, too. The kids are, kids are natural. We absolutely love product placement. Yeah, but this <laughs> yeah. is the flavor. And a lot of people are like, oh, why'd you pick Orange Cranthony? But I didn't. They surprised me with it. Mm -hmm. My they, original they, thought they was... They concocted the flavor for yeah, you. Yeah, I wanted Orange Merxical. And then they gave that to KSI. <laughs> and I was like, well, frick. And yeah, I literally yeah. made an episode where I, yeah. like, I was like, what's the point if... There's no orange Mexico. You, <laughs> you have to box KSI for the orange. That's got to be done. And I think that we can get that crazy. to happen. He would love that Love that promo. You might have to get your weight up. But, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, you got, you're, you're in Vegas. You got the best people in the world to train you out here, man. That, that's, hey, that's the fight of the century. Tell, tell me it's not. Over the, over the G Fuel flavor, who gets the orange creamsicle? <laughs> Yo, whatever it takes. KSI we'll make it happen. I'll get my second flavor. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. But I'm dude, yes. no, I also just mentioned something that's actually crazy because what, what I was saying earlier is like how uh, like I threw this on them mm -hmm. and I don't know this for a fact, but some G Fuel staff have told me that the CEO Cliff G Fuel, I love you, man. You're the guy was not very happy about the series <laughs> when it first started, like for the first like few months I was putting, like I said, very low effort. Right. So like I can understand why he would look at that and be like, what is he doing? Like, right. Why are we this is, Why are yeah, we You know what I'm saying? This? But as it continued and it got better and better, mm -hmm. and I start bringing crazy venues, like going to crazy venues to do this, yeah. or crazy special celebrity guests in my videos, and like it's literally every day. Right. 
Like, and he told me that if I had stopped a day earlier, he would have canceled the flavor and I would have never gotten it. Sheesh. So we got to day 365 and we got the freaking flavor, dude. And there nice. it is. Dream nice. come true. Childhood dream manifested into real life. And it was literally in Times Square, which you being in North Jersey was always a big, a big place for you. You know, like that's you're, when you're thinking of Times Square and you're from the Northeast area, like you just think that's the pinnacle. Yeah. Like being able to see my face anywhere here on these beautiful screens where all these people are bustling. Like, so I know that had to be a magical a moment, magical, proud moment for you. Your grandma, if I'm not mistaken, was the one that had kind of brought you to the G Fuel office for the first time. Am I wrong in, yeah. in remembering that yeah. from the interview that you had? Yeah, shout out to my grandma and uh, you know my family for bringing me to a bunch of mm. events when I was younger and nice. also just like, especially, yo, I'm, I'm so sorry to the FaZe guys for doing this to you guys. <laughs> I was completely clueless of how much I was invading your privacy, but I asked my grandma to drive me to the FaZe guys house to knock on their door and ask for a picture. And like, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but it changed my life. Worth. Like, if I didn't Worth. do that, I would not be where I am today. Like, meeting those guys was so pivotal or, mm -hmm. or such, like, a massive point in my life. Like, meeting them and seeing, like, these guys get to live in a house and have fun together and make like, videos and play video games and do everything that I've ever yeah, dreamed yeah, of. Yeah. Like, this is possible, and I'm going to make it happen, too. Yeah. I'm going to be the next generation of this. And literally after seeing them and taking that cute little picture... We drove to the G Fuel office. My grandma drove me. So imagine driving me from New Jersey all the way to Long Island to knock on these people's door not, without them expecting me there, oh right? My gosh. To then go to the G Fuel office while it was closed. It was nighttime. I just wanted to see the building, man. I was like, no way, dude. It's the G Fuel office. That is the coolest thing in the world. And then, you know, I grew up to end up working so closely with them. Like, if it wasn't for G Fuel taking the chances that they did on me, I definitely would not be in this position right now to be able to move out from New Jersey to Vegas. Right. To do this full time and to like right. actually pursue this. So shout out to G Fuel for believing in me since the beginning. Super beautiful, man. Just the whole story. Like anybody that hears this story, it'll light, light a, a smile in their heart. Like you're just, you're such a warm guy, <laughs> such an honest guy. You were talking earlier about just amazing venues that you were bringing this content to. I got to see you actually here. Yeah. Walking around with the Oculus 2 on. <laughs> he's, he's going, like he's at the rave, but he's also in the metaverse all at once and I just instantly knew that you were somebody that I needed to keep tabs on. And oh. I, I followed up. I, I forgot to get on the journey. It wasn't at the start, but it was definitely uh, enough to get to see, just like you're saying, how much you've grown and how much you've grown as yeah. a person during it. And speaking of the HyperX Arena, we're going to take a quick break and throw it to a great ad from our sponsors, HyperX Arena, getting us in the building Let's at the go. best spot in Vegas to game, create, and chill with your fam. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your man, Oski Champ, and I'm in the building with our brand new chairs that we have just partnered here with at the HyperX Arena, the Eureka Ergonomic, amazing smart furniture that we have. I mean, look at these pieces. We got the Python 2 over here. We got the Typhoon hybrid chair. And these chairs are honestly changing the way that gamers are able to sit and, and, and enjoy their gaming. The comfort that it's bringing to the table is unparalleled. You can see here on the Python 2, it's got this adjustable lower lumbar. This pillow really sits on your back. It meets 
to where you're at, whether I'm leaning back or moving forward to get those clutch experiences in Valorant, it's always just there to be supportive. And then you look over here, you can already see that that mesh is super easy to clean on the hybrid smart furniture that we have here. And on top of that, everything's super adjustable from the head to the lower lumbar, whatever it may be. You can even get this seat to come out a bit more if you're one of those gamers that likes to put your feet up on top of the chair. This chair has a frame here that's made with some insane furniture building technology. Then on top of that, a true ergonomic S-curve that you can adjust to wherever you're at. So, I mean, I'm done talking about them. You already know you gotta come to the HyperX Arena, try them out and get your butt in a Eureka ergonomic. Peace. So we got to talk about a lot of the things that brought us to the flavor, got you to the new and improved goal that kind of became, yeah, the flavor is great. I got my sales up, but where's my can at? Where's my can at, fam? Dude, so- where, was... where did that kind of like, okay, this is, this is the goal. <laughs> I actually did not even, when I started the first series, like I said, I thought it was gonna take three years. Right. So since it only took one year, we got some time to spare. That facts. And like after you do something for 365 <laughs> days, it is a habit. Yeah. Like it is a habit. Yeah. Like not only was I doing the drinking G fuels every day, but I honestly felt really, really lazy if I only posted a drinking G fuel video because that was just like the minimum I had to do every right, day right, 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 right. to keep up the series. I feel that. So if I wasn't putting like three videos up a day, it was like I wasn't doing a good a good enough job. Um, but like eventually, like I got to a point where I finished the series and I was like, well. Now I got to create three videos. It's easier if I have one series every day to like go to, you know, right. so I have one idea for every day. Why don't I just do another everyday series again? Okay. What do I do? Well, I got the flavor. I don't have a can yet. That's, that's, that's. And, and the can might take a long time, you know, like the can might no, take the three years I thought it would take. Let's go for it. What's, you know, like, why not? And so I literally, like, three weeks after getting a flavor, start this new series, getting a can. Right. And everyone's reaction was like, this dude's so greedy. This right. dude's, like, like, <laughs> like, you just got a flavor, bro. You can't be happy. And it's like, well, did you want me to just stop and retire and, like, move on? And, like, right. no. Like, that's not the end of Merc Anthony. Mm. That's the beginning of Merc Anthony. Right. We got to keep setting the goals higher. And, I mean, when I was a kid, they didn't even have carbonated cans. And now that they do have carbonated cans in, like, stores all over the place, that's the new dream. Right. And so I was like, let's run it, but let's make it different. Instead of drinking any G Fuel flavor, let's up the ante. I have to drink only my flavor for the entire series. <laughs> so then I drink Orange Cranthony for 580 days Did straight. Did you get sick of it? I, I, will say, I will say now, honestly, it is so nice to be able to drink any flavor I want to. I'm having <laughs> so much fun drinking the new cans. We got this new Chucky can that's really good. I've been enjoying a lot of the other flavors. Um, but I mean, my flavor is really freaking good. No. If I do say so myself, it is an awesome mix of orange and the cranberry together. And you said you're quite a savant of the, of the, you know, energy drink category. Like, you oh, know, yeah. what taste you like, you know, what you don't like, you know, it's, you know, what falls in line with your vision. So I know uh, I got to see your reaction when you first tasted it and it's genuine. You, yeah. you definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. And I would have, yeah. I think people would have been able to see like the little wince of like, I would have been uh, upset. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, no chance y'all picked this for my flavor. <laughs> no shot. Yeah, no shot, guys. Yo, chat. Yo, chat. You should be like, oh my gosh, you got a Christian Bale on the set and just like throwing everything on the wall. No. You're dude. fired. No. But I'm so glad they picked this flavor instead of Orange Mercicle. Because if, if I got KSI's flavor, uh, the, the Orange Mercicle thing, mm -hmm. the Orange Creamsicle, it would have been a good milk flavor. But my right. flavor is an incredible water flavor. And, that's and now available. that I've tried it carbonated, mm. bro, 
They they made up two different versions of the carbonated, and one of them tastes like like Fanta and High C and Sunny D together carbonated, and it is the craziest thing with a little bit of cranberry and oh, that's something you bring to the mountains. Literally, <laughs> literally. Oh my god, I'm so excited! But you know, to to be able to be a part of of this process is yes. such an honor because like when I first got the flavor, it was surprised. Right. Right. So I had no part in like the taste testing and naming the flavor and, and all that stuff that I really dreamed about as a kid. Right. And thankfully now with this whole can thing, I know a lot of people are really upset that like the series ended and you guys can't buy the can. It's not available anywhere. Right. But for me, it's really awesome that I get to be a part of designing what this can is going to look like. Like what pose am I going to be? Yeah. And choosing the flavor profile that I like the most and being able to like have an opinion on it it's so cool it's something that i always wanted to do as a kid and now yeah. shout out to g fuel we're making things happen it might take a solid year to make a good product to make it perfect for shelves because like they distribute these things to walmart's target yeah man 7-eleven gonna be a global circle k yeah they're all over the place so dude it's such an honor that g fuel has you know given me so many opportunities time and time again and has believed in me and i'm just so freaking happy that everything that i manifested as a kid is all coming into fruition. I'm literally yeah. living almost every single one of my childhood dreams. And like, yeah, I don't want to say that to like upset other people because I know you guys are going to be like, oh, well, it must be nice, man. But no, you should be looking at it of like, yeah. you can do it too because anyone can. Right. We all have a cell phone in our pocket that gives us nice. access to the internet. And the amount of things you can do with that is wild, right. wild. Like you can make a business on your phone. You could go crazy on any social media on just your phone. Yeah, there's a million, million opportunities that are available, but at that same time, it opens up a million distractions, yeah. a million um, yeah. ways to compare yourself, which is something that, as I was kind of chatting with you about your journey, you never really compared yourself because you had those blinders on. You didn't even really watch content. You weren't really even Not aware that people were doing no. what you liked and loved to do yeah. until you had to look around and be like, oh, wow, this is actually something that's... A, a thing besides yeah. the one uh, hyper-focused example in Face Clan that you saw. So no, because when I started content, it was on an iPod Touch, and I was literally <laughs> using YouTube as a storage device because the iPod only had four gigabytes of storage. <laughs> so like for the first year of making content, it was just me using it as a storage device, and I was just making content because I wanted to make content. Yeah. Now I, I haven't really talked about this too much on a lot of other podcasts or just in general, but I think it's something that a lot of people could probably get some value on. Um, I was actually diagnosed with Asperger's, which is a high-functioning form of autism, or it's on the autism spectrum. And that is probably a big reason why I've had this special interest in hyperfixation and obsession and mm. creating content without having like, oh, I want to be famous. Oh, I want to be rich. Because back then in 2011, right. no one was rich and famous on yeah, YouTube. Nah. No one was making money off this. People looked Best at me back then. you get some game access. You get some maybe some cool merch or no, something. No, dude, not like, even. Not, not even. even. Yeah, that no that didn't culture, exist. No celebrity culture around it. Didn't exist at all. Right. I thought YouTube was a, like, like a funny cat video website. <laughs> funny cats and dogs. Like yeah. I would just look up compilations. That's all yeah. I thought it was. And like I just innately had so much passion and documenting and sharing my life with other people and for me it was just to share it with my friends originally it wasn't like to share it online per se i just needed a storage device so i could be like yo bro look what i just saw the other day yo bro i was hanging out with my friend like you know what i mean yeah it was your iCloud yeah yeah, yeah. iCloud you're, and uh, then you're living in 2023 yeah and then i started seeing people like smosh and pewdiepie doing the mm -hmm. amnesia series and okay. like tobuscus and all those people starting yeah, to come yeah, up yeah. and like 
I'm like, yo, this looks fun. And mm -hmm. again, it's not because I saw them making money. I was like, yo, this looks fun. Like, I've always been a gamer since yeah, I was yeah, little. Yeah. Let me start making gaming videos. I'm doing Roblox videos. I'm doing Minecraft. Minecraft was like one of the first games that I really like got into. I did like a whole channel on Minecraft called The Evil Troll Master. Like, dude, there, there is a lot that really went into like the entire, the entire thing because for me, it was never about all of this other stuff that everybody's coming into this industry for now. Right. And, and it, I, that same mindset has continued over time. It's just like, this is what I want to do because right. this is what I enjoy doing. I get that. Like, if I wanted to make quick money, I'd make AI content. Yeah. Like, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd use an AI to do the content for me. Like, like, I'd be a chat GPT creator. <laughs> like, if I wasn't doing this for passion, I would not be doing it the way I am now, for Facts. sure. No, everything that you do has that Mark Hart in it, that Mark Anthony Hart in it. So I was actually it's a perfect segue into kind of that, that the main or one of the main things I wanted to talk with you today about was kind of if there was a way to kind of break down how you approach content and how you're able to see something that's totally not yours. You know, it's a, a sound that you wouldn't think to put content to or a framework that follows it. It's not really your style. How do you look at that stencil or look at that outline and find the places or how do you basically pick apart that content so that you can synthesize it into something that's your own? Okay, great artists steal. Okay. Like, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Mm. And essentially, like, the wheel's already been invented. Yeah, it is. It's there. Entertainment has been around forever. And psychology has taught us how entertainment works. Like, what makes somebody want to watch a video, right? Facts. And that has continued since the dawn of videos creations up until now, where everybody's watching videos like all the time from all different mediums and streaming platforms and this and that. Um, for me, it's seeing that there are things that have proven to work in the past in entertainment. For instance, the Dan Harmon circle or the hero's journey in okay. storytelling, right. right? And you could take some of the traditional practices from mainstream media and take them and bring them into our world because they still work to entertain people. Right. Um, but on, in the online world, it's a very different way of putting things or outlining it or, or boxing it because you know there are the trends and the different things that people are drawn to uh, or the platforms will push and whatnot and for a while when i was getting started on tiktok and really going hard on tiktok yeah. the trends were like a big thing like you got to make sure like you're doing hours of research to find out like what are trends that are about to pop off? Because like, right. you, like you want to hit the trends that are already popped off, but you really want to find the ones that are about to right. so that you are one of the first people in the sound before it takes off. Yes. And that was like a grind for a while. Now that I think I've, I've really taken my head off the desk, because like I was in grind mode for years. Like just straight you grind had, you mode. You had a plan. <laughs> I need to make as many videos as possible. I need to stream. I need to make YouTube videos. I need to do all this stuff. And now that I'm, I'm really starting to like get up and, and think for a second and take a breather, I'm able to learn at such an exponential rate because I've noticed right. that like when I was doing things every single day, I was limited to only learning the problem that I solved for that day. So yeah. for instance, I wanted to do some cool like special effects, right? I would learn how to do the special effects for that one TikTok that I performed on that day, that I filmed on that day, that I scripted on that day. And I only had that day to figure it out and hope that it looks good enough to post. And if it wasn't, I still had to post it because there was a deadline. No one is gonna force you to figure out your own content or to be your own boss. And that is one of the things right. of like being your own boss and being somewhat of an entrepreneur that mm. you have to have that pressure on yourself to outdo yourself consistently and continue to learn and to never feel like 100% content that like you know everything because you right. don't and there's always something being 
built and something changing in the entertainment industry, it's so hard to like not be constantly adapting if you want to actually make it in this industry. Right. You have to be as, as dynamic as the industry is, which is so changed, so rapidly growing. Everything's moving at an insane pace in this industry. So, and yeah. I learned a lot by being in the grid of it and actually practicing every day, multiple times a day. I learned a ton in, in scripting and angles and mm. acting and because I would do like skits and stuff and oh, yeah. all types of stuff. So like, but at the same time, now that I've, like I said, taken my head off the desk, now I can really like look back on everything that I've done and really analyze it. And then also not only that, but take some time to research and, and listen to some of the greats in our industry and see what's working for other people. For instance, I've recently begun to like really love a creator named Ryan Trahan. Okay. Ryan Trahan has been recently proclaimed as the low budget Mr. Beast. Okay. Because he is taking Mr. Beast spectacle content and, yeah. you know, editing and storytelling and all those different things, but doing it with normal concepts that okay. anybody could do. Right, right, right. And I really resonate with that. I mean, I really, really want to continue forward making content about me. I know I've spent a long period of time, you know, talking about my favorite energy drink. And that has brought me everything that I've ever gotten in the world. Now it is time to show the world more of Merc Anthony. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that because, dude, making those videos every day, you know, was super fun. It was a, an amazing journey. But there's so much of my life that, like, people don't get to really see. Yeah. Because I was just so focused on making the next Keepio ad. Right. And now I have the time to, like, make videos about anything I really want. And it is so exciting to be playing around with different editing styles and to spend more than one day on a video. <laughs> now I can create better products that I can be really, really proud of mm -hmm. instead of just rushing for a deadline. So I think for creators getting into this, you definitely got to think about, you know, practicing and putting out a, a good amount of content. But at the same time, it is infinitely more valuable to learn and make sure that you're planning good content. Like you're spending a, a good amount of time creating a pool of ideas. Right. And then deciphering through those ideas to figure out what are the best ideas. What do we execute? And then once we figure out those best ideas, then coming up with a title and thumbnail before even scripting or filming right. or editing right. you you come up with the title and the thumbnail and you create the thumbnail so that you can have a visual representation before you start filming that video or editing that video of what the packaging is going to be mm. so that because essentially let's say you make the best video of all time okay right and it. then at the end of it you don't have a, a good title or a good thumbnail uh, no one watches <laughs> it and then you take yeah. a cute little screenshot from the video and you think it's going to be okay it's not and then that, that video goes nowhere right or you do it the Mr. Beast way, and a lot of other massive creators is they will come up with the packaging first because if the packaging isn't good enough, then why are we making the video? Why would we fill a box that sucks? Yeah, exactly. And that. so now my whole process is completely different because originally it was wake up every day with no ideas, look at the trends, try to figure out something, try to figure out something unique that I could do, and then execute three different things on that day, right? right? And now it's like, how can I really plan on making the best content possible and that comes with the packaging and the good mm -hmm. title and all that. Like I spent all day yesterday creating a title and a thumbnail for something and kind of coming up with like the general outline of everything and the ideas that I had for it all before I even began editing. Right. Because I realized that I was doing the process backwards. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people approach Most this. people you know, are. Yeah. yeah. You, you think uh, I need to have a perfect video. And then the afterthought is what do I put in front of it? You yeah. Know? But yeah, like you said, everybody is 
is is drawn off that initial impression, off the title, off the thumbnail. If you're not even going to get them to click on it, then there's no way for you to ever get traction for no matter how good the content is inside yeah. of there. So and that's for YouTube. For short form content, it's a little bit different because there's no title and thumbnail. Right. They're just scrolling. Mm -hmm. But at that point, you got to think the first frame of your short form content is your title and thumbnail. Right. Your first cut, like the first thing people see is whether or not they're going to swipe or not. Yes. Right? So that first frame needs to visually explain the hook mm -hmm. and also audibly explain the hook, right? That way Tag both. you, you can like both get them. them right then and there. And then you right. wanna like hopefully foreshadow something to keep them till the end. And like you wanna have a good payoff at the end. Mm. And then you also don't want anything after oh, the payoff because if, if, you don't, if you have something after the payoff, people got the payoff, they're already scored past. Then your viewer retention dies. And that's and that's the free game that you this that's free <laughs> game. Hey yo, it's, it's the gems right here, that's dude. But this is what facts. I've been researching. Big facts. This is what I've been researching, and now I finally have the time to like really sit down and learn. And it's so exciting. Somebody for me. would pay five thousand dollars to have to get that advice, yeah. but you got it here on uh, username taking pod. So you know, it's just how we do it in the building. But I digress. You have a big thing coming up. We got TwitchCon twenty twenty three. It's in Vegas. It's here. I know you're gonna be there because. I, like I said, I see you at everything yeah. in the valley that has to do with gamers and creators. What's your goal at TwitchCon? What you got going on? What, what you got booked? Where are you going to be at? Where can the people find you? I love TwitchCon. It is my favorite <laughs> event of the year. Easily. Yeah. Like, I've been to a lot of gaming events, but TwitchCon mm. takes it easily. I've been to every single TwitchCon since the first one in 2015. Sheesh. Sheesh. Say something. It is so fire of an event. The amount of awesome people that go there, yeah. whether, you know, it be, like, the fans or, like, the amazing people behind the scenes in, in the industry or some of your favorite creators. No facts. And then like all of the craziest brands are doing all these awesome activations yeah. and the booths are so sick and okay. like the after parties are insane. Oh my God, TwitchCon, insane. So I'm very excited um, for it to be coming to Vegas. It's the first time it's not gonna be in California yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the US events at least. And that's very exciting because I don't have to go that far. <laughs> Down the street. Yeah, literally 15 minutes away. Easy peasy. Perfect. Um, so that's very exciting. I'm very excited now because uh, I'm in a very unique position. When I was making mainly G Fuel content for a long period of time, and like it seemed like my entire personality was G Fuel, that's what a lot of people say, <laughs> um, that it was difficult to work with other brands. And while okay. I did get to work with some other uh, awesome brands, a lot of brands were unable to see where they could fit in my content. Right, because you have a set schedule of things that you're already doing. How do you put an ad for another company on an ad? Yeah. That doesn't make sense, Yeah, right? So it, it became an issue Adception. of like, yeah, it was like <laughs> I had to just like fully commit to, to G Fuel mm -hmm. and like not really focus on any other sponsors or any other stuff because like it was really hard to introduce any other sponsor into the pre-existing content. Now, going forward, my content is about, you know, experiencing life. And that could really be anything. That's another thing is that, like, going forward with my content, I will no longer be niching down. What I've come like to that. realize is that everybody tells you to niche down. Right. But if you're actually trying to do this, like, for real, like, forever, <laughs> like, for me, like, I could see myself doing spread. this for 30 more years. Okay. Right? Like, this is something I've been doing for 12 years, and I could easily see myself doing this for a lot longer. And if I want to be able to do it for another 30 years... I cannot niche down because right. ultimately what I'm interested in, in right now as a 22 year old, I will not be interested in 10 years from now. Facts. All the things that I was making videos about when I was 12, I am not still interested in, right? And so in order to create a content model that could 
ever adapt and change with my interests and also with what's trending and what's interesting to the to humans out there, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like looking at what Mr. Beast does, what Ryan Strahan does, maybe what FaZe Rug does as well, and seeing that all of their videos are completely different. They're all completely different concepts. Right. Experiencing different things or doing different things. But essentially, it's all spectacle content, and it all utilizes storytelling and uh, great editing and, and all that to really bring you across this entire experience, whether right. it be them doing some challenge, some chip challenge, or they're trying to experience a sensory deprivation tank yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever it, it is. And for me, you know, like I said, bringing back to the autism thing, it's like autism has really given me a different perspective on life entirely. And I grew up with a very, like a, a big lack of emotional intelligence. I, I had problems socializing, which mm. you wouldn't really think that now and a lot of people don't think that now but that's yeah. because I went through four and a half years of therapy mm. and working on myself to be able to to be better with social cues to be better yeah, yeah to be better with like all this stuff um so now I just want to experience life right and right. I want to take my audience with me and and that's going to be literally anything and everything and living in Las Vegas is so perfect for that cuz there's so much life to experience it's here. Always good people, always good food, always good events. So yeah, you're in the spot to do it, man. We cannot wait to see more about that journey. Uh, I'm excited to get to be around you at TwitchCon, possibly get to see you working with some other brands and things yes. in the future. Brands at TwitchCon. Hit me up. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm excited to meet so many brands out there. We're definitely going to make some awesome things happen. Mm -hmm. If you guys are going to be at TwitchCon, say hi to me. It's hard to miss me. I'm the orange guy. To watch the full episode, including the Omen Game Time segment, go watch our YouTube video at youtube.com HyperXArena Las Vegas.